going on, guys? Mad Lab here. You were in the main event breakdown brought to you by the Mayo Media Network. Um, very, very good card last week, minus the judging, I would say, correct? Um, you know, before I do jump into this, we're going to talk about that, but I do want to let you know that this will be my final episode with Pat Mayo and the Mayo Media Network. I appreciate everything he's done for me. One of the nicest guys in the industry that I've ever met. Maybe the nicest, without a doubt, top three. Um, just a good businessman, very on top of his game, cares about everybody, wants to help everybody out. The guy is just honestly one of the nicest guys uh, I've ever met in the industry, ever met in general. Um, so, Pat, I appreciate you very much. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to use this platform uh, to, to spit some knowledge. Um, and uh, I'll always be here for anything you ever need. Um, I'm a phone call away for you, always. Um so basically what I'm doing is Pat was nice enough to allow me to say what I'm doing. I'm going to be going to another platform um, with a company called Bets TV. Uh, and basically what I'm going to be doing is we have a studio, like a, a legit studio, beautiful studio with producers in Irvine. So everything's going to be very high quality. And uh, it's going to be two days a week. Uh, once I get all those details, I will let you know. Um, the reason why we didn't do it this week is because my business partner is in New Jersey. So we obviously have to be together for this. It's nothing that we can do on zoom. We have desks where we sit next to each other and such like that. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, the, you know, just from the quality uh, of the, our surroundings to the quality of sound, to the quality of video, the multiple camera angles we're going to have super, super psyched about that. We're going to be doing a lot of good things. It's going to be two days a week, which is going to be, um, you know, obviously before the fight and then what went right, what went wrong after the, you know, on the turn of the week, which would probably be on Monday. Um, and I believe that we will be doing our first episode next week when my business partner gets back. So super psyched about it. But I cannot thank Pat Mayo and Mayo Media Network enough. The guy's got some of the most killer content out there. So please look at it all. We got football season coming up. We got, you know, basketball, golf, um, you name it, they got it. You know, so uh, I wish him nothing but the best, especially with his new studio and stuff that he's building out over there for, you know, all the great content that he's putting out. So um, let's go back to next uh, last week and talk about all the people that kind of shit on me for my TJ Dillashaw take. Um, and I haven't heard from them since. I've been hearing crickets from everybody. Everyone was supposed to come back after TJ lost, and I'll be back, and I'll leave a comment then, and everybody just kind of vanished. So I'm not going to talk too much about it. I'm just going to say that a lot of the people that obviously did pick against TJ, they they thought it was a robbery, and it was a bad bad judging, and you think what you want. fact of the matter is, is depending on the way you scored that fight, he either won or lost. And to me, I honestly, unbiasedly, I think he won that fight. I think he was the one pushing the pace. I think he was the one, um, you know, allowing the fight to actually happen. Um, you know, and that's important. And if you're going to pull hairs with certain strikes just because maybe Corey landed two, three, four more strikes, that's ridiculous. Two, three, four, five, six more strikes doesn't equate to five rounds of constant pressure, constant pressure, constant, I'm bringing the fight to you, I'm bringing the fight to you. Strikes and, 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 and significant strikes and all that stuff, they do count. But it depends on the number of variables you're dealing with. If you're cutting hairs, and if you looked at it, if you look at the metrics at the very end of the fight, I think it was the first time in history that the metrics were like dead even. You know, so um, for all those that are didn't want to come back to the platform and didn't want to chime in, Eat your crow, and you can eat it silently. Um, this week, not that excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
not that excited about this fight. Really not. Not a great fight. <clears throat> um, Strickland's on a little bit of a rise. You got Uriah Hall, who is always dangerous. Um, the thing with Uriah Hall is this. He comes from my area. And um, not not my Orange County area, back in the East Coast. <clears throat> and Ring of Combat was very, very big. Still is. The UFC gets a lot of talent from, from Ring of Combat, Lou Neglia. Um, you know, you're getting, you know, Chris Weidman, Shane Burgos, pretty much all the TSK guys, Uriah Hall. So back in the day, uh, you had Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman. They were the guys. Like, those two guys were the guys. Um, you know, Chris Weidman with his wrestling and Uriah Hall, obviously, with his striking. Um, you know, they were always set to face. They never faced. And finally, they did end up fighting each other. And Chris Weidman handed Uriah Hall his first loss. Um now, when you look at the landscape and the trajectory where they both went, you have Chris Weidman, who obviously became champion, uh, and you have Uriah Hall, who's just kind of known as the guy from the, the, the Ultimate Fighter that had that crazy fucking wheel kick that everybody was like, you know, he's going to be the next great thing. Um, and the guy was athletic enough, the guy was powerful enough, the guy had, you know, a good diversity in all of his limbs. Um, and he was a scary dude. Uriah Hall was a scary dude. He was the talk of the town back in the day. Like it was, everything was Uriah. There was a couple guys. There was Uriah Hall, uh, obviously Chris Weidman. Um, uh, there was uh, Dante Rivera, who was actually a really good fighter. Um, there was a couple guys back then who just they were the guys, you know. And um, it seems to me that you know Chris Weidman hit a little bit of a stroke of luck, right? I mean, if you think about it, he got the belt. Some of his wins are very questionable. They were off injuries and just people showboating and stuff like that. Um, I think he's a very good fighter, but I think he is a product of a little bit of luck. Um, and then you had, you know, Uriah Hall, who is just his mental game was just all over the place. I remember when he was in the Ultimate Fighter, he was actually discussing with uh, Chel Sonnen uh, about mental blockage and mental breakdown and stuff like that. And this is when he was like the shit. You know, so there was always something there with him. There was always, like, a mental block with him uh, where some fights he would pull the trigger and other fights he wouldn't. Um, you know, so that's always something that's kind of can hinder your, your fighting career. It doesn't take away from your talent. doesn't mean you're not a great fighter. It just means there's something there that sometimes puts a roadblock and stops you from, you know, really hitting the pinnacle that you can hit. Then you got somebody like Sean Strickland who now, you know, he took a little bit of time off. He's back. He's making waves in the UFC. He's obviously making a lot of noise he, inside and outside of the cage. I mean, when he fought Jack Marshman, you heard him saying, why aren't you falling, Jack? Why aren't you falling, Jack? He's got that brash, you know, cocky way about him. Um, and it works. And it's been working. And the guy's on a little bit of run. But he hasn't fought the most stellar of competition. I would say that Uriah Hall, by far, is the most talented striker he's ever going to face. Um, and his style is going to, it's either going to hurt, help him or really, really hurt him in this matchup. Cause if you ever watch Sean Strickland fight, Sean Strickland will come out and he kind of just like feels his way. This is his way of using his reach. Like people wonder, and what he's doing when he's doing this is he's pretty much blocking your paths to strike. So he's not, he, he's not giving you that straight look. He's kind of being like a mosquito. He's pestering your, your, your paths and pestering your lanes. And that's what he does. And that's how he stays safe. And that's how he just kind of gauges things. And then he'll just come off and he'll start popping there. So he, it's not like he pops with a ton of power. You know, he does keep his hand up when he's backing out and you'll see him and he'll throw some looping shots and stuff. So he kind of picks and chooses when he uses his power. But for the most part, when he kind of hunts you down, he kind of just reaches out almost like a Frankenstein and just, just to disrupt your lane. 
lanes, disrupt your paths. It kind of takes away that center line where you have to find and create your openings. Um, you know, and that's fine and good. But when you got someone like Uriah Hall who throws very dynamic kicks, very dynamic punches, he's not afraid to do certain things. Uh, that can disrupt what you're trying to do. You know, so he's not a traditional style fighter, Uriah Hall. He's a little bit more of a traditional, you know, tied in with, you know, very good athletic ability and, and dynamic movements. Um, and that's what made him really good. Um, you know, but if you look at this fight, if you're looking for like this war, you're probably not going to get it here. Probably not going to get like this big fucking war like you had with TJ Dillashaw uh, in his la- in the last fight. You know, it's these guys are going to be a little bit more um, uh, patient, a little bit more um, uh, economical with the, with the, with their movements. You're going to get uh, you know Strickland, who's kind of going to reach out a little bit, and he's going to kind of really play it safe because he knows he got those spinning back kicks and stuff like that. Then you got Uriah Hall, who historically kind of you could really just back him up. Despite whether you're pushing hard or you're pushing light, like he will, he will, you know, uh, agree to your terms. You know, the problem with your eye hole is he is a little bit chinny. Like I've seen him rock numerous occasions, but in some of his fights when he fought like Paulo Costa and stuff, he showed pretty decent durability. So it's almost like that Andre Arlovsky effect. When Andre Arlovsky was getting starched for so long, then all of a sudden he came back and he just like had this reborn chin. It's it comes kind of fight to fight with Uriah Hall. Sometimes he looks super durable, and sometimes he just doesn't look that durable. Um, I am going to pick Strickland to win this fight. I just think that momentum plays a very you know big key uh, in fighting, and I think that the way he approaches fights, the way he talks to you, the way he does things in there, I think that mental breakdown of Uriah Hall can start creeping in. You know, uh, he gets, he'll get frustrated. He can't find the right lanes. You know, Strickland's still coming forward. Maybe he hits Strickland, and Strickland kind of just, like, chews it off. Um, I do think that Strickland, you know, uh, is going to be tested. I think his chin is going to be tested. It's going to be very interesting, and Uriah Hall can knock anybody out. Um, but I just think from a technical uh, standpoint, I just think he's going to be able to get to the shots a little more, whether, you know, he's pitter-pattering shots or just dictating the terms. I think you're going to see Sean Strickland, the one kind of, dictating what's going on. And that's probably going to make it for kind of a sluggish fight, to be quite honest with you. Um, if you if you want to sit down, you want to look at the DraftKings end of it. Uh, let me pull up my notes here. Um, you know, both of these guys have the ability to finish each other, okay? Um, I would dare to say that Uriah Hall is the guy that can spark you in one shot. He could spark you with a kick. He could spark you with a punch. You're going down. Where Sean Strickland is more going to do it on just kind of being that mosquito, kind of just getting to you, getting to you, getting to you until you're starting to buckle, and then he'll put it on you. Um, so when you look at these prices, Strickland at 9,300, Hall at 6,900, Uriah Hall holds a lot of value no matter where this fight goes, what time, what round. He holds a lot of value. It's a five-round fight. He just has to win. It doesn't have to be knockout in the first round, second round, third. He just has to kind of win the fight, uh, and he's going to cover his value. Um, so 6,900 to me is a little disrespectful to him. Uh, so the value, I mean, if you really want to look at the value end of it, the value end of it is on Uriah Hall. Um, as far as Strickland, 9,300, this is a guy who, like I said, I don't see him coming in like a barn burner who's just going to come in and try to take Hall's head off. He's going to do things strategically. He's going to feel him out. He's going to kind of pitter-patter him, see what he's giving him, see what he's not giving him, making his adjustments and stuff. That's a little bit of a dangerous price tag, 9300 However, I do think Strickland has the opportunity to finish him late. 
so depending on which way the fight goes, um, what kind of tempo both of these guys set is really going to dictate if Strickland can cover or will cover his value. I don't see him knocking out Hall early. I don't see him putting it on Hall early. I see him kind of just having that laid-back, feel-out fight, throwing punches here. Both of them are kind of just respecting each other and respecting each other's power. Uh, and I think that's the way this fight's going to boil down. But where Hall, it doesn't matter what happens. As long as Hall wins the fight, he covers. So you got to be a little bit more mindful if you're rostered Strickland. I am picking Strickland. I think Strickland wins the fight. And I think his upside is probably going to be either a late round, uh, a, a late into the fight finish or a decision. But you got to be careful with that. And as far as Hall... Like I said, it's value. He's value at 6,900. So you got to kind of play this both ways. My lean is strictly. As far as Vegas, as far as a bet, I will have no bet on this fight. Um, I'm going to just sit back and watch it. Um, there's no value on Strickland. I don't think Hall's going to win the fight. Um, depending on which way this fight goes, I don't know if there's going to be enough pressure to get a finish. Uh, so I'm just going to sit back and watch it. I think you should too. Enjoy.